so God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, we had this uh, coup that was going on in Moscow, and uh, that, that got a lot of news. And it's kind of interesting the way that news developed, because you, you get the idea that, you know, this Ukraine thing is just a bunch of BS, right? I mean, this whole Ukraine war. Um, they want you to believe that Zelensky is good and Putin is bad and Russia is evil and uh, Ukraine is great. And Ukraine is nothing but a cesspool of corruption. They're the bad guys. The globalists, in my mind, are the bad guys. The good guys, the good guys, there probably aren't any good guys in this war. Okay? But, the bad guys are certainly not what we're supposed to believe they are. I, I would say maybe the Russians are bad, but the, the globalists are worse. You know, I mean, if you think about what's happening even in Canada, like over the weekend, there was this trans thing going on. And, you know, and all this different nonsense and in America, same thing. We have all this BS, for lack of a better word, and you know what I mean. But we have it all over the place. It's a psyop. And these globalists are attacking us. And they're enforcing leverage using ESG, you know, environmental social governance and, and DEI, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, climate change. Uh, 97% of the scientists have to be right. Um, when we know it's a hoax, energy is going to be super important. Fertilizer is going to be absolutely astronomically important for our food and our energy and our warmth. I'm reading reports of people in Germany 
cutting down trees uh, to keep warm, you know, like in the colder months. It's summer now, but... Um, we're going back to the Stone Ages because uh, the globalists want to dominate people. They want to crush us. They have to break us, folks. They have to break us in order to fix us, and to control us. They have to break you in order to control you. And that is what is happening right now. They have to break you so they can control you. I called my father today, and uh, he's 86 years old, healthy as an ox. I um, asked him if there was ever a time in his life where they would, uh, where, where a war impacted his life the way it did. The World War II, Korean War, Vietnam... And in in every case, I could even I could even say that um, you can take video right now in Ukraine at a discotheque, and people are dancing and drinking and having fun, and and frolicking in the streets in Ukraine. It's not a war zone in Ukraine. It's just in pockets. It's small groups, small regions that are at war for strategic reasons, whatever. But never in my father's 86 years has he experienced a war that impacted him so much as the war that we're in right now, the cultural war. This culture war, it's culture warfare. It's information warfare. Like, you know, Alex Jones was not kidding when he came up with the term Infowars. It's so true. A war of information. A war of deception and disinformation and misinformation. You know, the social media has not worked out as an, if you want to call it an experiment, it's not worked out that well. Now, I get it. You know, like if you go on Facebook, why bring politics into the arena? Do you, do you bring politics into, if you go to a bar and you meet up with some friends, do you start talking about religion and politics? Probably not. It's not a way to make friends and influence uh, people, right? That's a way to divide. But, you know, the Solinskys and the Cloward and Pivens of the world, no. Oh, hey, you want to divide people? Divide them with politics, And boom, voila, you got Black Lives Matter. If you want to divide black Americans from talking to each other, you just simply come up with Black Lives Matter. Hands up, don't shoot. Send Al Sharpton and Eric Holder out there, you know, race-baiting fools that they are. And you use Black Lives Matter to divide black conservatives from black liberals. Why? You might ask. Get to prevent, 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 to prevent defense, you know, to prevent black liberals from being swayed by black conservatives because conservatism was on the march when that happened. Because people were sick and tired of Barack Hussein Obama. They hated the guy. 
Nobody ever liked this guy. He has no friends. You don't even see a picture of him playing ball. Nobody knows who this guy was. Does anybody know who Barack Obama was? Where did he come from? Look, I mean, just ask yourself the simple question. Where did that dude come from? And now we're in his third term, aren't we? Everybody knows it. It's not a secret. And this whole thing that's happening about um, Hunter, uh, Hunter Biden, and it's a mere distraction. While we're focusing and harping on Hunter Biden, and even that message, you know, where I'm sitting here with my dad, and, and you better pay us the money, or we're not going to play ball with you, you know, that WhatsApp message that, that's been floating around in really high heat associated with it. Wow, that's, that's terrible. Didn't, didn't, um, didn't, didn't uh, uh, Joe Biden say uh, he, doesn't, he never had any interest in any of his son's business? He did respond that way in a campaign pledge. I don't know anything about my son's business. I, I don't know anything. Right? And then Jean-Pierre and, and Kirby were on the hot seat, and they were basically forced to uh, cower down. I mean, they were asked at one question after another, and they were asked all these questions about, was Joe Biden in the room? And Joe Biden's not releasing his GPS on his phone because that would probably suggest that you know, he was sitting right next to his son when that claim was, that text was sent. So he's not cooperating with the authorities, and the authorities don't want to get him because, you know, that's the way the law is these days. The FBI is just the biggest joke on the planet. Over the weekend, they were dressed up again. The FBI put their masks on and put their uh, khaki pants on and their black uh, shirts and dressed up with masks and sunglasses and acted like white supremacists and tried to infiltrate a patriot patriot rally and the patriots threw them out i can't play the clip because it's so full of foul language but uh, they threw them out and said get out of here sort of like they did with ray epps the FBI is just a Stasi uh, police force now. It's, it's for the left. It's a radical, liberal, libtard, bunch of libtards uh, dressed up as FBI agents. That's all the FBI is. You know, if Trump ever does get elected again in 2024, and I hope to, and pray that he does, I will tell you this. He's got to shut down the Department of Education that's indoctrinating our children. He's got to shut down the FBI and the CIA and probably get rid of half of the State Department while he's at it. Shut down USAID. Shut down CDC. They're good for nothing. Get out of the WHO. Get out of TPP. Get out of the Paris Agreement. Get out of the Belt and Road Initiative. Get out of all this slave labor and just... Hit the reset button, man. If I was elected president, that's exactly what I would do. I would just, let's start over. Let's let's re reread the Constitution 
And let's just start the heck over. That's all I want to do. Because we have lost our way as a country. I told you I got back from Paris and I didn't see, I was there 11 days and I did not see one Black Lives Matter trans or LGBTQ flag anywhere. No wokeism, no pride this and no, no um, you know, uh, telling me how it is kind of thing. And they're healthier for it. And from what I understand, that's the way it is in Italy. We have friends that are in Italy right now, and they haven't seen one thing. And in Germany, it's all over the place. In Canada, it's all over the place. And so, you know, what I'm saying is, these are not essential to survival. These are not existential situations. There's no need for them, except to divide and conquer to generate funding for a political group. And that's all it is. Black Lives Matter, we know now, raised $83 billion. $83 billion for Act Blue, which disseminates money exclusively to liberal candidates. What do you think the LGBTQ and the, you know, it's just a way to take conservative tax dollars in, Use federal dollars, which includes conservative tax dollars, right? You can agree with that, right? And then they give it to these groups that then turn it around and exclusively donate back to who? To who do they, do, who do they donate to? All Democrats. So the Democrats take in 100% of federal tax dollars, you know, the whole, the whole spectrum, conservatives, independents, and liberals, then they give it to groups that then give it back to the government exclusively to liberals. Do you see how that transaction works? It's kind of interesting, right? It sounds like it's good for the Democrats. And so so long as it's good for the Democrats, guess what? It continues. And while we're busy Focusing on this message and this Hunter Biden thing that happened on July 30th, 2017, that message that we're talking about, the one that says, I'm sitting here with my dad, and if you don't pay up, we're going to go ahead and hold a grudge. That was July 30th, 2017. Guess what? He wasn't even vice president. He was a private citizen. So there's no there there. Everybody's harping on it like it's juice. It's juicy. It's good. But guess what? It's not going to get us anywhere. And what are we not doing? Are we talking about mail-in ballot harvesting? Are we talking about early voting, counting? Uh, are we talking about computerized um, tabulators that are all rigged? Are we talking about signature verification? Because so long as, we, last I checked, so long as we get ahead, if we don't get a handle on this election fraud, we're never going to win another election. It doesn't matter how great President Trump is and how bad Joe Biden is. The only other thing is, what are you going to do if you impeach Joe Biden? You're going to get Kamala Harris? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if we have a Vice President Kamala Harris that gets to be president, 
Guess who the vice president's going to be? It's going to be Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom's then going to go ahead and become the next president of the United States through a rigged system. That's how it's going to go. When was the last time? Let me ask you a question. Think about this one. It's going to blow your mind. You're going to be like, oh. JFK, do you think he had any interest in picking LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, as his vice president? Do you think he wanted that? Lyndon Johnson, racist, southern fool, corrupt politician, senator. Do you think he do you think JFK had any interest in picking Lyndon Bain Johnson as his vice presidential candidate? Do you? No. No, in fact, I think LBJ actually was instrumental in having JFK killed. Murdered. How about this? How about um Nixon and Ford? I don't think Nixon had any interest in Gerald Ford. And how about this one? Ronald Reagan. Do you think he had any interest in having Herbert Walker Bush as his vice president? I don't think so. Especially when Lyndon, uh, when Herbert Walker Bush's chief advisor at the time was Stefan Halper. Stefan Halper was was one of the key... They called him the walrus. He lives in Fairfax, Virginia right now. And he was instrumental... <clears throat> excuse me. He was instrumental in Crossfire Hurricane, which we now know through the Durham report is a hoax. It was a total hoax. I knew it all along. I, I never once bit on that hook. Ever since you've been listening to the Scott Adams show, we've always said it was a hoax. Always. Never did we take the bait on that one. Never. We were talking about David Korn uh, working for um, uh, his news publication and um, and uh, we were talking about Yahoo News. And, you know, on all these different circular, circular reporting and this disinformation campaign, we were talking about how Hillary financed it. We were talking about the whole thing. We were talking about Greg Simpson and Fusion GPS, and we were talking about uh, Fiona Hill and the, uh, uh, the Brookings Institution. And all the different things that were going on with regard to Crossfire Hurricane. We were talking about Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and all these different characters, Bill Priestap. I remember talking about Bill Priestap's wife being super rich and he's not going to want to spend one day in jail. I said all these things back then, four years ago, five years ago, like a long time ago. Can't even remember half of it. And here we're finding out now the Durham report finally came out. Big whoop. I mean, you know, it's it's already lives have been destroyed. Everything's been, all the damage is done. No one's going to jail. The statute of limitations has lapsed. And all of a sudden, oh, the truth comes out. I mean, what 
what banana republic are we living in? So I ask you, you know, like what war in, in history has impacted you the most? And right now I would say this one. The, 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 we're we're um, seeing empty shelves at the store, baby food shortages, energy prices, inflation, struggling to pay the rent or the mortgage. I mean, we are, we are underwater as a country. And it's almost time to, to think about where to go next. And with globalism... <clears throat> And with this super world global super monopoly, these corporate global corporate partners, there's nothing you can do. You can't even boycott a product. You don't like Target because of their Pride uh, Month, or you don't like Bud Light. You you go and buy another beer or go to another store, and you're still enriching BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. There's nowhere to hide. You can't get away from it. It's like it's like all over us, right? I mean, we're buried in, under it, and we allowed this to happen. And it started with little drops. We should have learned our lesson a long time ago. The European Union, for example, was a great example of globalism in Europe. And we didn't want it, and Trump didn't want it. And Trump, as soon as he became president, said, nah, the TP- nah we're not going to do TPP. Nah, we're not going to do Paris Agreement. Nah, we're not going to do Belt and Road Initiative. And what the heck is going on with China being a uh, developing nation? He just said it. He said, and, and Germany's not paying their bill over at NATO. So, you know, what's the point? And Russia wasn't going to do anything. North Korea wasn't going to do anything. And China wasn't going to do anything. In fact, Trump was negotiating with China. We were building a wall. You know, I mean, we had the most secure southern border we've ever had. Putting the cartels out of business. I mean, we had a, we had a good under Trump. And now look at us. Banana Republic. Divided as heck. It's terrible what we're living through this is a war folks every aspect of your life is being impacted by this war and it starts with um you know the unique factor of the war that we're in is is that it's corporate it's private it's it's a weaponized monopoly that's in bed with the government. So you have this global super monopoly, right? You have this global super monopoly in line with the politicians that control government and laws. And they're, they're working to control people. And when you don't want to be controlled, then there is a fight, right? Don't control me. Get off me. Right, and you push back, and they push you back, and then you say, "I don't like the way that feels," and you push back again, and they push you back, and they're they're stronger and they're bigger and they're they're better than you. But we're in a fight for our lives right now. I have some audio clips today that I'm going to share with you, but 
You know, the thing is, is that um, we are in for a uh, uh, some troubled times because this whole climate thing is taking away our energy. And the whole attack on fertilizer and cattle is taking away our food supply. And the regulations and taxation and all of this is, is impacting inflation. And it's it's getting kind of scary because, you know, I think it was Kissinger that said, you know, that you can control the people when you control their food and their energy. I forget the quote, but it's pretty serious business. There's a lot of news that broke over the weekend, and we're going to talk about the Wagner Group and all this. But there's also this other story. It says whistleblower transcripts show deep state election rigging for Biden was way bigger than a laptop. I've always thought that. Always. I, I, I've said this, and you know that I said this. I said, the election is going to be interesting because you have two candidates on the left and you have two candidates on the right, kind of, right? I mean, I know you have more. But you have Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson and all those losers, right? But you, you have these uh, other people. like So you have Trump and DeSantis, right? And DeSantis is not doing well. I don't think DeSantis is a strong candidate. He was losing to that um, uh, Gillum from Tallahassee that was a corrupt guy that was found naked, drugged up, and passed out in the Miami hotel. DeSantis was losing to that guy, <laughs> you know, until Trump stepped in and endorsed DeSantis, and then DeSantis won. And then DeSantis did great for Florida and then decided to stab Trump in the back. And people hate backstabbers. So, you know, they also hate Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney for being flip-flopping, deceitful, not-what-you-say-you-are kind of globalists, right? That's what it is, right? doesn't sound great, but that's exactly what it is. And we know that DeSantis is getting his money from all those losers. So what gives? So Trump is 40 percent uh, 40 points up in the polls. It's, it's a, and, and, the, and they're going after Trump, right? I mean, that we know what's going on there, but it's kind of an interesting thing. I always said this, though. I said, if you have a race, see, it's globalism, it's globalists that are rigging the elections. It's, and this is what it's about. It's not about Democrats and Republicans anymore. It's about globalists and anti-globalists. And on this show, we are anti-globalists. So if, you, if you're a globalist and you don't want to hear anti-globalist stuff, you can probably just, you know, you're not going to love this show. You're going to hate this show. Because we are anti-globalists around here. That's what we are. We're proud of it. So what you have, though, you have this globalism that's impacting elections because they want to control America. America is the key to globalism. 
Without America's involvement, you don't get TPP. Without America's involvement, you don't get the Paris Agreement. Without America's involvement, you don't get Belt and Road Initiatives. Without America's involvement, you don't have G7. Without America's involvement, you don't have NATO. Thank you. That's it. That's exactly what it is. So I'm telling you that right now. That's what it is. And I remember because Obama wanted TPP and he held a rally with Nike. And he couldn't get TPP signed. And then when Trump, in time, and for, you know, he, his term lapsed. And so then Trump came in and he said, we're not negotiating TPP. We're never going to do it. And guess what? China pulled out and said, if America is not going to be involved, we're not going to get involved. It's not worth it. So that was scrapped until now, until Biden got in, rigged the election, got 81 million votes. <laughs> a guy, that, the most corrupt politician on the planet that nobody likes, uh, that never campaigned, never held a rally, couldn't fill a, an arena to save his life, got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's election rigging. And it's from the globalists. So what I was saying is, is that RFK, Robert Kennedy... Robert Kennedy Jr. is interesting because I hear he's actually winning in the polls on the left. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he be? He's a Kennedy. There's hardly anybody on the planet more liberal than a Kennedy. But liberalism is not the same as socialism, Marxism, or totalitarianism or dictatorship which is what globalists are. Globalists are really an extension of Nazism. And that's, that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. And Trudeau is a Nazi. Uh, Biden is a Nazi. All these globalists are Nazis. They're, they're evil. You know, just like, you know, in Ottawa when the horses ran over this woman and they seized the money from the truckers and they shot people in the face over COVID in Australia, that uh, Jacinda Ardern woman is a Nazi, right? Globalist. And and the uh, guy Ruta uh, from Norway uh, wants uh, food hubs to control your food. As a globalist, Nazi. See, I'm telling you. And they rig elections. And so what I'm saying is, is that Robert Kennedy Jr., if he were to go against Trump, then you would basically have two anti-globalists running against each other. And you probably would not have that much election fraud because the outcome would be not great for the globalists either way. If RFK gets in, that's not going to be good for the globalists. He can't be bought. If Trump gets in, that's not going to be good for the globalists. He can't be bought. So that's a negative negative. That's a, you know, in algebra, that's negative negative is zero, right? So, boom. And if you had DeSantis and Biden, they would be happy. It would be, they can't lose. No election rigging needed. We, we controlled DeSantis. 
we control Biden. That's a positive positive. Again, zero. No need to get involved. No need to expose our election fraud or risk getting caught. All right? But if for somehow you have RFK going against DeSantis, you would see the election fraud benefiting the Republican candidate in that case because they would want DeSantis. The globalists would want DeSantis over RFK. And if for some reason you had Trump going against Biden, you would then again also have a real interest in the outcome because you would either have someone you can control like Biden and somebody that goes against you like Trump, and that would be the worst of uh, all cases because Trump would be worse for the globalists than even RFK. And you would see even more election rigging if Trump and Biden go at it. And that's what we saw in 2020. That's exactly what we saw. We actually saw it in 2016, too. But I think that the election rigging was um, not tried and true and well-tested. And they didn't know the algorithm. They didn't know how explosive and how powerful and how influential Trump became. They, 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 they sort of knew, but they, they miscalculated. They didn't calculate it right. And Trump got in, and they impeached him twice. They tried to throw him out. They tried to get rid of him. They took down the curtain, and they showed the Wizard of Oz pulling all the levers and all the strings. They did all that. And now here we are, man. We're, we're, you know, 2020, they just lifted the curtain, they said. And the mainstream media said, we are bought and we are paid carriers of the globalist message because we are owned and controlled. And we'll say everything that Larry Fink from BlackRock tells us to say. Doesn't matter. You look at UK, for example. UK is run by Rishi Sunak and uh, London is run by Amir Khan and and uh, you got Charles, King Charles now. He's, he's been in bed with Klaus Schwab since the 70s. They love each other. You know, they're like joined at the hip. So London, you know, you, the United Kingdom is lost. They're woke as heck. And Canada, Trudeau, is a disciple of Klaus Schwab. And, you know, and, and New Zealand and Australia have been taken over. Um, but like I say, I came back from France and I have friends right now in Italy and they're telling me that there's not one woke piece in that whole puzzle. And, I, and, and you know, the interesting thing about it is, is that Macron, Emmanuel Macron is, uh, is, is sort of a globalist, but yet he doesn't really control the Congress over there. I don't know what it is, but that culture was not woke. I didn't see two people of the same sex holding hands. I think I may have seen one gay couple. I I, I traveled there. I mean, I, I I was in every district of France for 11 days. I didn't see one trans, gay, or Black Lives Matter flag ever. Except for, like I said, the Clear Channel which is an American San Francisco-based company that's trying to inject 
um, wokeness into French politics, and they're rejecting it outright. They don't want any piece of it. They're proud of their country. We are a joke. We are not a serious country right now. And frankly, I have... (laughs) There's a lot I could say there, but I think you get the you get the point. You get the message there. All right, uh, I want to read this to you. So, oh, let's get into this piece real quick. Um, this is uh, if you thought censorship of a laptop was the extent of the deep state's 2020 election rigging on behalf of the Biden family, think again. All roads lead to Hunter Biden. That is. All roads paved with alleged extortion, bribery, money laundering, tax evasion, prostitution, drug abuse, and most importantly, election rigging. The roads traversed by internal IRS agents turned whistleblowers whose disclosures to the House Ways and Means Committee were released as transcripts on Thursday are no exception. Okay? The troubled Biden son has always been at the center of concerns about the 2020 election in the form of the infamous Hunter Biden laptop. One report surfaced in October 2020. So, you know, of course, the laptop was um, protected by the FBI and they involved themselves in election rigging by denying the public access to the laptop which would have made a difference in the 2020 election, uh, obviously, right? And the you, uh, the New York Post article that came out and all the work that Giuliani was doing and all the pictures that were published in the China website, that would have made, but every time someone tried to post one smidgen of it, uh, we would get banned on Facebook and stuff like that because, you know, um, uh, to me, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is a criminal. You know, he is. He should be behind bars for the election fraud that he committed, right? Rigging the election with his billions of dollars that he got because he was the chosen one by the CIA using his platform as a way to spy on American people. And that's not even the CIA's business. And the FBI did the same thing. We know this through the Twitter files, right? We know that there were FBI agents working for Twitter and Facebook. We know it. And this Section 230 stuff, you know, nobody wants to talk about it. We should be suing the crap out of these companies. And we, they should be out of business by now. But none of that's going to happen. Just like TikTok was never going to get shut down, they were only going to be threatened to be shut down so that what? I'm going to threaten to shut you down. Okay, we'll pay you. Okay, I won't shut you down. That's, that's what that was. That's exactly what it was. We're going to shut you down, TikTok. How about, what if we pay you like some money? Okay, we, well, how much money are we talking about? Uh, like a billion dollars. Okay, yeah, no, we won't shut you down. We'll take your money. How about the wall? That's the same thing. Paul Ryan, you know, had this brochure about, you know, the wall. If we only had a president in the United, a president in the Oval Office other than Obama, we would have a wall. That's what he said. Then Trump comes along, wants to build the wall, and Paul Ryan resigns because he was full of crap. He was a globalist rhino. 
And um, and and the point there was, again, it's like we're going to build the wall. The cartels come up and say, "We'll give you a ten million dollars that says you don't." And they're like, okay, <laughs> that's $10 million? Yeah, I'm going to t- say I'll build the wall, but I won't build the wall. We won't appropriate the funding for it. And the closer you get to the Holy Grail, the closer you get to doing it, the more pricey the reversal comes. So the more realistic the threat is, the higher the value of the buyout, right? That's called extortion 101. I mean, we learned that in extortion 101 class, right? Bribery 101. The trouble, uh, so so this, this election fraud thing, how it all went down, it says here. The, sec- the IRS whistleblower who remained anonymous recalled what he remembered from, oops. Wow, I didn't, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to go ahead and take this call. Um, just a moment. Um didn't know where our phone system was on. Um, caller, you're on the air. Hey, Scott, this is John um, calling back. It's been a while. John from John from John. where? Where Where are you from? John from Idaho. Idaho, John. Idaho, okay. <clears throat> it's been way back, way back in here, so I've been listening for years. Okay. What do you have I, to say? I just wanted I just wanted to make a real quick comment. You were talking it earlier on the, the whole, um, and I think you're still going to talk about a little bit about the Wagner group and the whole style. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get into that. That went over the weekend. I think it's really peculiar that um, Russia and Putin pulled out of the um, World Health Organization, and then a week later that happened. Um, I think I think the two kind of correlate. Because, because oh, John, the, um, John, say say that again. Say it again. That Russia pulled out of the uh, the World Trade Organization, the WTO, and he also pulled out a, a something else too. And then the whole psyop happened. I think the two kind of correlate. You know what? I and didn't. That, I did not know that. I didn't know that. You're telling me something I didn't know. That's yeah, interesting. You can, you, you can look it up. I mean, I don't know. Google might show it. I, I could check on there. But he did do that. I was following it on uh, um, uh, a few news programs and anyways um like the other thing you're saying like i do believe like like they're not they may not be the good guys but they're the lesser of two evils because yeah. um uh, also like russia doesn't take in a lot of immigrants like the other countries and they, they did do the covid vaccines for a little while but they kind of like stopped off on that i think I think Putin cares more about his people than a lot of other countries in the globalist network. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to read, you know, now that you called, um, while you're on, I'll read this to you. So Washington Post came out with this and said, U.S. spies learned in mid-June that Prigozhin, Prigozhin, you know, they call him Prig, uh, Prigozhin, uh, the head of the Wagner Group, was planning armed action in Russia uh, in mid-June. So the U.S. CIA, the intelligence fed concerns about whether Vladimir Putin would remain in power and what any instability could mean for control of Russia's nuclear arsenal. Um, the, the CIA knew Prignozin, uh the Wagner leader, would march on Moscow for weeks. They knew it for weeks. They knew it. They knew because they engineered the coup 
by convincing him <laughs> that Putin was planned, planning to arrest him. The only question now is whether the Wagner leader was playing the CIA. Now, here's the kicker to that. Okay, now check this out. I got some good information on this. And um, I got to find it, though. I said this. I said, I hope people realize that Wagner leader Prignazin is a gun for hire. And whoever pays him the most gets the gun. Right. So what's happening in Moscow is influenced by energy oligarchs and globalists with competing interests, whether it be competing oil pipelines or slowing oil to advance electric. Right. I mean, that's really what it's all about. It's about energy. But um, this uh, this this section here, I'm going to blow your mind on this. So a couple of thoughts from a few sources that I have um, about Prignazin's Wagner Mercenary Group. Prignazin was approached by the U.S. to do a coup in Russia for billions of dollars. He tells Putin about it, and Putin agrees they keep the money. Putin tricked us all. That's one quote. Yeah. Uh, okay, now here's another one. Prigazin has been working with the CIA for 15 years. You really think that Putin, the former head of the KGB, didn't know that? He probably got him the job, right? And then Prig also, he's in Belarus right now, which is near Kiev, actually. Yeah. And Wagner forces are in at their bases. So Wagner is now stationed with hundred within 100 kilometers of Kiev. Putin knew Prignazin was planning something at least 48 hours in advance, but didn't stop him. Putin weeded out disloyal figures then he negotiated what was announced one hour after Ukraine restarted the counteroffensive. Still think it was a coup? I think I think that Putin understood what was going on from the get go. Oh yeah, it was it was a psyop. That's all it was. It was another they're, they're played on um, the world all the time. It was all it, it, everything that we see a lot of the times has already been set up and display. It, it's all political theater. It's all we watch is most of the time. I think. I think, especially when when Putin's involved too, it's all it's all for the just the viewer. Well, you understand the, too. You understand that uh, the Wagner Group is has a huge influence in Africa, right? There's yeah, like a lot of conflict I, in Twitter, Sudan. What's that? On Twitter, I was following, him, and that's what they were saying. He, he's all over Africa. Well, yeah, Wagner is. Wagner, the Wagner Group is 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 a gun for hire, just like ISIS was. ISIS was a gun for hire. ISIS is no different than Wagner. Wagner's a, a mercenary group, just like Blackwater was. Just like you know, and and, and what's interesting is Kofor Black, which was Mitt Romney's advisor, was also on the board of Black Blackwater which is an American-based mercenary group. And Kofor Black was not only Mitt Romney's advisor, but he was sat on the board of Burisma while Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. And they were involved in the Ukraine um, coup back in 2014. And they were also oh, involved in Afghanistan in the early millennial, uh, uh, profiting from that conflict. So Kofor Black, he was former CIA. He was an assistant director in the CIA. He was almost at the top. And he was working as Mitt Romney's advisor. You can look this all look it up. 
Trust me, I'm, I'm right on this. And you can look it up, and he was Mitt Romney's advisor, and that's why Mitt Romney is covering on this Ukraine thing. And that's what this yeah. Ukraine thing is all about. But the Wagner Group in Africa, here I'm going to read this, more than mercenaries, the power struggle between Putin and the Wagner and its leaders, like Prigozhin, could have huge implications for Africa. Wagner troops are active in several African countries, including Mali and Burkina Faso. Crazy. Lindsey Graham's in on that, too. With, oh, with, absolutely. Uh, with them. Yeah, yeah, we we've all yeah. seen the video footage of McCain and Amy Klobuchar and uh, Lindsey Graham on the eve, December thirty first. I mean, like New Year's Eve. That's where they chose to actually spend their New Year's Eve, while Trump was president elect, right? Because Obama yeah. was still president, they needed to get a deal done. And um, from what I understand, Amy Klobuchar's financial backer at the time was this guy named Poland that owns the Minnesota Twins, and he was a billionaire. And these billionaires, what they do is they plant seed money into manufacturing lots of weapons on the black market, and they're called patriots because they can get deals done to arm um, groups they go against our adversaries and they don't have to claim state sponsorship or they could get congressional approval. So the way you skirt around getting away from Congress is to like kill Gaddafi in Libya, take all yeah. his weapons and give them to ISIS so that ISIS can protect the Iraqi oil fields and then run oil into Africa and up into Europe and use ISIS as like a Wagner group. And that's exactly just, what just they like, did. Just like all the the arms we left in Afghanistan too, like when when we left there. Absolutely, it's just, it's yeah, all, absolutely. It's all the, being used against us. It was it was and, because Con it Congress would never uh, would never support um, investing in the Taliban, so they did it underhandedly. Yeah. Well, one last thing on that too. Like I was watching America's Voice, and we had a guy on there that was talking. I think it was Kasobi. Um, like when they're doing 60 miles an hour towards uh, Moscow and they're not getting carpet bombed, I don't think there's a lot of fear there. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But, hey, just love your show and I'll let you get back to it. Thanks a lot. All right. Scott. Thanks, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. All right. Um, wow. That was, uh, yeah. I, don't um, I haven't heard from that guy in a long time. But uh, in any case... <laughs> Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. Caller, you're on the air. This is John from Chicagoland. Hey, John. Hey, Scott. I wanted to uh, piggyback on the last guy. He's uh, right on the mark there. You know, this, but the thing about the CIA, the CIA knew. They didn't know anything. I mean, this, if the Earth ends tomorrow, they'll come out with an announcement two days from now, well, if they could, that we knew about it beforehand. You know, there's a meteor. Yeah, okay. I don't believe they had any idea. Because when they do the unnamed source thing, you realize that the fix is in. They have no idea. I, I don't. I don't describe that much confidence, uh, confidence to them. I'll, I'll just say that. You know, the thing was, I think John. I think it was John. Last caller's last point was exactly right. There was a column of five thousand men marching towards Moscow. They could have carpet They basically could have wiped them all out at once. Oh, absolutely. They let them go for twelve hours. Absolutely. Because they knew they could control. It was five thousand guys, and. The, the underlying dispute is that uh, the Wagner Group's 
uh, contract was not being renewed in Ukraine. And while they do do Blackwater-like activities in uh, Africa and other places, you know, for contract, they um, in, their their contract in Ukraine was not going to be renewed. Rogozhin was very resentful of this and really spun out of control. And they should have stepped on him in February when he came out with those stupid videos where he's making a fool of himself challenging this guy and challenging that guy. So much as an ego trip for him. And, you know, he is a criminal. I mean, he was convicted. He spent nine years in prison in Russia uh, back in the 70s and 80s for various, he basically led a team of apartment uh, burglars uh, and some other stuff. But he's 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 got issues. So, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of interesting, a, too. They use the term mercenary, but really they're paid hitmen. They're paid to kill people. That's what they do. You well, know, they go out. Like, do, yeah, well, they're, they're extra legal. Well, they, they, yeah, well, I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, to some extent, I guess like Blackwater, you know, but on a national scale. Or and, ISIS. Uh, I, I, I don't ISIS. really like those groups. But. ISIS, and basically, you know, uh, ISIS would cut the heads off of journalists just because they shouldn't be there. Get out of here. We don't want any news coverage of what we're doing here yeah. because we're being paid well, by that, the West. Wouldn't you say that goes beyond? I think Blackwater and Wagner are one type of group. ISIS was another. I mean, that was a whole other ball game where they're, I think, far more cruel. They they went beyond that to terrorize the population. So I would distinguish that personally from from Wagner and Blackwater. I, again, I'm not supporting. Right, I, I agree. There there are, there are nuances and differences between the groups. Yes, I agree with that. Well, and then you know, and you mentioned, and, and, and the caller mentioned that this whole thing of well. We're going to use these groups. I think you mentioned that with Polad and these other type of people. Look, you could do that once in a while, but we're persistently doing that to get our way around the world. That should worry us as Americans that we're doing all this off the books. So well, much not only that, we're doing it to skirt around Congress. I don't exactly. remember the last time Congress weighed in on any conflict in the world, right? Well, when's the last time we declared a war? Yeah. I mean, but we're constantly in perpetual war. So, I mean, you know, what's the difference? Hey, we're out of time. Exactly. John, we're out of time, but okay. thank you. Okay. Thank one, you. one quick thing on Mark Zuckerberg you mentioned. Yeah. Think about a guy, you know how when a burglar goes in, puts a puts a uh, pantyhose over his face, has a certain look to him? Right. Tell me that that does not look like Mark Zuckerberg all the time. Yeah. I, I, I'm serious. <laughs> it's a frightening similarity. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, well, we're out of time. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can because it helps the show. We do a lot of research here. We don't get paid for it. That helps us. Also, uh, use Red State over at mypillow.com. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there.